Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Brewing with Conviction. This is your host, Chris Martin, and I have a, a just an awesome cast lined up today. I'm super thrilled to, to get this thing recorded. Today, we're going to be talking to the folks from Card Trader. We're going to be talking just a, a lot about the detail around their platform and what their offerings are. And I'm joined today by two folks from Card Trader, Jason and Mike. Jason, Mike, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Just to tee this thing up, we've got a jam-packed agenda. And what I would love to start with is just a little bit of background about the both of you guys that are joining me today. You know, give, give a little context for your interest, I guess, more broadly in the collectibles and MTG marketplace and, and what's led you to Card Trader and, and working you know, on the projects that Card Trader has in front of it. Um, so Jason, I'll tee that up to you first if you want to give a little intro about yourself. Okay, great. Yeah, so I'm the U.S. manager for the hub here in the United States, which is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I started playing Magic back in 1998, and I found my interest in Magic Online uh, in 2013, which I started a company called mtgotickets.com. Uh, and in 2017, I created Manitraders. Um, hopefully some of you guys are familiar with that, which is a deck rental company for Magic Online. And I met Mike in 2017 as well. And I wanted to continue my, my passion for Magic to make Magic accessible for everybody. And with Mana Traders, I was able to do that. And with Card Trader, we're able to do that because our fee structure, which is very low. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But that's basically my history for Magic and my passion for it. I'll let Mike to go ahead now. Yeah, so uh, as Jason, I've started to play um, in those years, so 1998 even for me, and I've always been a player first, and then a collector, and then I became a dealer. I was buying and selling cards to get more cards for me, and eventually for profit, you know, because uh, it's not that bad doing uh, profit on uh, things that you like. After that, my business started to grow. Uh, I decided that it was not enough for me. So I, my first uh, magic, uh, let's call it uh, real job, was uh, uh, a marketplace uh, made for Italian users, which was called Deck Tutor. And it worked uh, very well until we decided to do a step further and create Car Trader, which... Uh, uh, didn't really take anything from the older site because we did everything brand new and with uh, a lot of new function and new technologies. Uh, but well, uh, let's say that I made a lot of experience uh, with my previous site. And uh, another thing that I did is if you ever seen those four row binders that now everybody did, uh, I've, and I've been the first to do them, and they were called they was called four. And uh, then Ultra Pro and Ultimate Guard did their series, but mine, I think, are still the best one. And by the way, we are going to rebrand that uh, binders very soon with the Card Trader logo, and they will be even nicer. So this is my background. Yeah. You know, Jason, to, to circle back to you first, I didn't realize that you had the Mana Trader background until started talking before cast and uh, in our preparations. That's awesome that you... I, it's nice to meet you on that, and I, I'm excited to, you know, be able to chat about this and and your background there. And Mike, I I also didn't realize that the background from Card Trader came from Deck Tutor, so that's that's a pretty neat little piece of history about the company. Just for listeners, the point of this cast and what we hope you take away from it is to highlight what Card Trader is and and you know the opportunities that Card Trader creates for. Buyers and sellers, I think we're going to be focusing particularly on sellers because of the audience of this podcast. But there are definitely a lot of takeaways for both sides of that coin. So if you're if you're someone who's just a you know a player and looking to buy cards on a consistent basis, we'll touch on that as well. Uh, for those who are in the selling market and you're out there still buying cards, obviously we have to source our inventory somehow. And so if you don't have an adequate buy list like me, I'm I'm a little bit smaller. I have to actually buy and often pay retail and, and more in the speculator game, pay retail and hope the card goes up, the buying component of Card Trader will, I think, be relevant for you as well. So, Jason, I'm going to turn this back to you. Let's just tee this up. We're going to start talking about Card Trader, and I'll just ask the very simple question. What is Card Trader? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, in the short, I mean, a Card Trader is a marketplace. It's a median for buyers and sellers to 
to easily transact, um, you know, buying and selling of cards at a low, low price. You know, our our basic fee structure is only five percent. And honestly, Card Trader can be whatever the sellers and buyers want it to be. We're all always actively listening to our customers and, and improving the site and coding features that they need, you know, or or that they want or that are or or great for everybody, right? So, so the, like I said, the short is just we're just a, a marketplace, uh, improved marketplace, though I should say. You know, we are have 2020 website. You know, it's uh, fast search bars. Mike, you want to add on to that? Yeah. For if you want to know biggest feature for buyers are, for example, our search bar, which is a completely new bar. Uh, if you look to other sites, for example, you can find anything, and it will be still better because we are working on it these days. But for example, you can write the name of a card plus the name of the set and you can find any cards or any products immediately. And just imagine Imagic, it's pretty cool, but imagine on other games, for example, on Pokemon, when you have 350 version of a, I don't know, of a Pikachu, and it's just impossible to find them. But with our search bar, it's so easy. And plus, we have a card optimizer, which is really, really well done. And it gives you the real best results possible when you try to do a purchase of a deck or uh, a bunch of cards or even collection. And it has a lot of options. So uh, these are our uh, strong points. And the site is nice looking and very easy to use for everyone. About the search bar, you can also search with different languages as well. You know, to summarize some of those things about CardTrader from a buying standpoint, anyway, it's it's optimization and and ease of purchase that you guys have done a nice job focusing on. I've seen that. You know, I, I started uh, playing around with the site both from a buying and selling standpoint the last few weeks here in preparation for this cast. And one of the things, just to you know, kind of from a user standpoint, for those of you listening, if you haven't heard of CardTrader, go out and check it out. It's CardTrader.com, by the way. It's super easy to find. Uh, go out and check it out, though, and and at a minimum, sign up and and get yourself an account to start being prepared to you know to transact on it and and take a look at it. But what I wanted to say is just to emphasize the cart optimization. I'm going to actually kind of put it to the test and and build an EDH deck and put some cards into it and see how it results. You know, some of the cart optimizers out there on the marketplace today aren't exactly optimized at all. They they just tend to give you a random assortment of cards and you actually will pay quite a bit more if you're not paying attention to it. Um, so I'm excited to give that a, a try and take a look at that. The other thing I want to touch on with Card Trader is, and this is more if you're a vendor out there that's selling today on on some of the key platforms like TCG Player, uh, Card Market in Europe, or or eBay kind of globally, the fee structures tend to be pretty challenging. And there's a couple different components to that. Like if you're on eBay, you actually have charges for listings you, you don't you, you get some free listings but after a certain point they charge you just to list your cards so if they don't sell you have a sunk cost there there is no listing fees on card trader uh, from what we've talked about and that's i think an awesome appeal and then the five percent fee it, just flat fee for sellers is really appealing because what that does i want to em emphasize this for listeners for sellers it obviously allows you to to potentially rake in a, a stronger margin but more importantly, it allows you to price your cards lower than you have to price them on the TCGs and the Ebays of the world. And it, and that automatically kind of benefits the buyer because now instead of a seller paying something like 10 to 15% on their fees, they can put that money back in your pocket as a buyer. So I think that's a really important point of what you guys are bringing to the table. Exactly. So let's move on to the next question is, it's, it's kind of all on these same lines, but what's What's Card Traders just, you know, kind of like a broad-based goal here? What's Card Traders plan to make your mark on the trading card industry, the I'll call it collectible card industry, right? What what are you guys striving for? The thing for us is we want to be worldwide, okay? That's the ultimate goal. We want to connect the world. That's why our our, our direct service that TCG player has called is called Connect, okay? So it's typically it's kind of the same service, but we have a hub in Europe and a hub in America right now that where uh, if a European buyer buys something from somebody in the United States, our European hub can ship the cards to them in one or two days, and then our U.S. hub gets replenished, uh, or vice versa. For the future, we'd like to be in um, Australia and Japan markets as well because they're in desperate need of a marketplace. We feel that if we can connect the world with with our hubs, with 
quick shipping, that's a really good attribute for the card trading card marketplace. Mike, would you like to add to that? The hubs are already working very well. And the nice thing is that you can, uh, with our system, you can potentially, and it's already happening, by the way, buy from a new seller, but the cards are shipped from your place. So in this case, Europe. Uh, so it's, uh, you can take a little bit of advantage on pricing because you can buy, for, for example, those standard cards that in the US cost a bit less. And maybe there are a few staples that in Europe cost less. So you, if you're a buyer, you can buy cards there, but still getting them from the States, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, yeah, this is one of the key points. Uh, the other one we already talked about, so take this move fast, safe transaction, and you can customize any aspect of the sales. You can customize the shipping. You can disable whatever you want. But when you start to sell, you already have our presets already done, which are very well done. Uh, oh, I, I like to add uh, that you know we we coded the site. We set it up to be versatile, right? So not only are we going to be doing you know Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, etc., we're also going to tap into other fields such as sports cards in the future. Uh, board games, uh, anything that is 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 collectible and tradable. So that's a good, another uh, aspect that we're going to get into as well. Our database structure is very easy and flexible, so we can do anything we want in just no time. I mean, we'll soon add other games because even here in Europe, Europe they are asking us to do marketplace for other related things uh, like. Jason said, like uh, board games and even Funko, for example, here there is no place to sell that kind of stuff. So we will probably be the first here in Europe uh, to do that. And uh, we're going to look to do that very soon before the end of the year. Yeah, I said trading cards and I, I think, I, I, and then I switched to collectible cards and then I, I probably should have switched a third time and just say collectibles in general. I, I know that some of that is on your roadmap, so that's pretty exciting. You, you'll be competing probably exclusively with eBay at that point because there isn't really any other marketplace that's at that global level that you can transact those type of collectibles beyond just magic cards, which is you know kind of the central focus for a lot of the listeners today. But uh, as those marketplaces continue to expand, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh are hot topics right now. The graded side of those businesses is definitely thriving. And uh, it'll be exciting to just see all that kind of unfold for you. So let's move on to to a couple of questions. These are these are kind of, you know, what's going well so far and then where where are you focusing on, you know, basically growth and and you know furthering taking advantage of opportunity. I'll start with the the succeeding part. What what's going well so far? What what at Card Trader is is like probably your number one, number two thing that you're excited about that's that's definitely working. Okay, great. Yeah. So going back to Mike's introduction, um he was the owner of Deck Tutor. And when we acquired Deck Tutor from Mike, um, you know, which we're we're partners now, but it gave us a great base in Europe. Okay, so in Europe, we're, we're really having um, a great success, to be honest. So what we're looking to do now is we have to get these U.S. sellers on board, uh, and so we can start marketing for buyers. Uh, the key for success is is onboarding U.S. sellers, and it's been a tough uh, a tough feat, especially with coronavirus times. Um, that definitely has impeded our success for that. Um, but we, what's great is we're able to sync with uh, multiple platforms now. You know, basically by coming on with Card Trader, you, you already have you already be on other sales channels as well with an almost real time sync. So that's kind of the future for everything, and some of it already exists. But we already have a great base in Europe. We're just trying to really push into the United States now. Um, we do have a sales team that we brought on recently, and they are actively um, recruiting sellers as we speak. Awesome. Yeah, that kind of covers the second question. So the the success and opportunity. Opportunity is clearly uh, one of those big ones is the U.S. market. Uh, and, and what's succeeding so far is you, you guys have a great platform. Jason, can you do me a favor? Can you clarify when you say that you've got these integrations for, for some of the sellers that might be listening out there right now, what what does that mean when you say you've got integrations with Shopify or or TCG and, and card market things like that? 
Well, that's a little bit more of a question for our technical officer. Um, he's not on our call right now. However, you know, we with Shopify, we already have access to their public APIs. So if if a seller is already actively selling on Shopify, then uh, because Shopify's APIs are public, we we can we already have we already have access or ability to import their inventory to our system. We already have sellers from Shopify and even guys that are using uh, other apps using Shopify. Uh, so in any case, if you're selling on Shopify, we can just move your stock and keep it synchronized with Card Trader. And so it's true for Card Market and TCG Player at the moment. The next one will be eBay and it will be done very soon. I'd say probably a couple of months. And about uh, Amazon, we will do that one as well. Uh, probably it will be the last one because you know it has less audience just because of fees and because you need to do to be sorry uh, um, a seller, a professional seller. So we are first of all um, doing things that can be used by everyone, and then we will move to Amazon in the end. That makes sense. Yeah, the. Uh... The analogy that we had talked about as we were preparing for this podcast, and not really an analogy, but I guess just the way to think of it, and I'll, I'll say this, and, and Mike, please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. The, the current setup with Card Trader is that you are syncing inventories from other, what we alluded to as call them like master locations, you know, primary, primary sources of data. So in the current setup, if you're selling, let's just say, for example, keep it simple, you're selling on TCG Player and eBay exclusively. Yes. Card Trader is able to connect your inventory from those points of, not eBay yet, like you said, that's coming in Q4 roughly, or Q, end of Q3, Q4 of 2020. But Card Trader can sync your TCG player inventory and keep that in in sync up to how, what's the refresh rate there, Mike? Well, we can decide the refresh rate. It can be uh, almost immediate. It depends. Uh, we can set that uh, depending on how big the stock is. So, for example, if a guy has just 100 cards, he doesn't need to have the um, real-time sync. But if you have, for example, I don't know, 50,000 cards, probably it's better if you use a semi. Uh, yeah, real time. That's, per yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's great to hear. For the larger sellers, it's, it's definitely, I think, a super important point that it can be you know, close to real time yeah, uh, sure. in that syncing manner. The, uh, the other thing that, so, so okay, so that's, that's the current state. Today is Card Trader sources the inventory on your behalf as a seller from your existing inventory on other platforms. Do you want to talk next about, it was one of the things we talked about as like where you're going for expansion and improvement is the inventory management side. Do you want to talk about that next? So yeah, uh, the next project we are working on is a complete management system made for uh, CCG. Uh, in order to, since we already have the synchronization with the other platform, we will make uh, a complete management system in which you will be able to uh, to manage your stock. And so this is true also for pricing. You will be able to put different prices on every platform. You will be able to have a full control of your stock. You will be able to do uh, any kind of upload uh, of your inventory. And uh, this will be a complete stock manager, including a storefront. Since we've been asked so many times, we decided to do that. So we will have our storefront and it will be faster. Uh, it will be cheap and it will be cool. POS system, sorry. Point of sale. Yeah, that's great. That's That's awesome. And do you have a, so that project is underway. Is there any sort of ETA on that that you're prepared to share yet? Or is it, is it still too early in the development cycle? No, no, it, it's, it's not early because we are already doing a plan on that. And we are very fast. We have, uh, when we started this project, we took the best coder we found out there. So we are fast and we do good codes, uh, good code, sorry. And the ATA is probably uh, for a first version, so which will not have everything, but will be uh, working uh, properly. 
probably in before the end of the year, I'd say November. Awesome. This is my estimation. I'm, I'm excited. We'll have to do a, a follow-up cast to report out on, on the initial wave. That'll be exciting. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Great. So that that covers, so just to recap that, folks, the, the succeeding side of Card Trader, uh, there's a lot going on. It's it's just a really exciting platform. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the quick plug here. Check it out. It, as as one of the if you take nothing else away from this podcast, please go check out cardtrader.com and, and and sign up for it and get yourself set up for to to peruse the website from a buying side. If you're if you are a vendor and you're listening to this, get yourself set up so that you can be a seller. Uh, we are going to talk about a referral code at the end, which actually helps support Conviction Gaming. So we'll get to that at the end. But uh, I do want to just kind of mention that and and say that is the number one takeaway of this. The the success card traders had so far, there, there's definitely a, a wonderful website. The inventory side of it is great. I've actually can speak for that personally. I got myself set up on it about a week before this podcast uh, was recorded, and. It, all of all things considered, I'm very excited to continue to to grow my business personally on Card Trader as well. And then you heard it here first that the inventory management side is on its way, which is I think a thrilling and exciting feature. And we'll we'll certainly report back on that when it's you know further into development. Hey Chris, if I may, I'd like to speak about the hub for a little bit, if we could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, let's talk about that. You've got the hub in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think there's another one in Europe. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, there's another one in Italy as well. So so I really want to talk about the key benefits of the hub and the reason and the potential that we have there. Okay. So, you know, I don't know what TC, TCG player does for the direct service, but with our hub, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the future as well. But currently, you know, when when uh, when buyers place an order through a hub, we get we guarantee like condition, fast shipping, I mean, and one package. You know, I've I, back in the day, I, I'm going to say I've ordered from TCG Player a deck, and I would get twenty some packages sometimes. It was unbelievable. You know, with the hub, you're going to get one package within a few days at a small shipping price, and I feel like that's the key uh, uh, of just sim simplicity, right? Um, and also for the future, you know, we were talking the other day about um, <clears throat> a feature for sellers where we totally manage their inventory for them. You know, instead of instead of sellers having to buy cards, organize the cards, when they sell the cards, pick all the cards, ship the cards, they would just buy the cards, send them to us, or just they would just come directly to us. We would put it in their inventory. They could sell the cards. All they have to worry about is pricing. Now, sure, that's not going to be covered under the five percent fee, but it will be cheap, probably cheaper than current TCG player fees. Right, right. And you have to. I mean, of course, that wouldn't be in the five percent. You got to pay for the labor, and that's totally understandable. But that offering, the the ability to buy cards, and particularly the sorting component, to not just the sorting component. There's also the storage of inventory, and you know, keeping those cards sorted and stuff. To be able to offer something like that is tremendous especially for the larger sellers out there i'm sure that can accelerate growth quite a bit exactly yes correct so um and then also with the hub you know we only have two hubs now but like i said in, in the intro is that we're trying to expand to other markets to really just connect the price to be a flat price you know right now scolding tarn in europe compared to america is, is a way different price and they should be equal. They should be equal, so everybody's has is is on a level playing field. You know, magic should be available and level for all players. And, and I, I think that's what the hub creates. It creates that security, uh, knowing that you're going to get your cards in the right condition. It creates the the timeliness that you're going to get them in a, in a in a timely manner, and just just an overall good feeling about buying from Card Trader. Yeah, you you'll be what you'll actually be doing. By, by solving that challenge globally is you'll be reducing market inefficiencies. Today, it, it's actually a big piece of, of what Conviction Gaming and, and actually more so one of our affiliate partners, Bacon's Arbitrage Network, they, their whole title is Arbitrage Network. They, a lot of the money to be made in the marketplace today is actually the ability to find the scalding tarn that's you know priced at 20, I, I'm making this up, $20 is way too low, but 
$50 in Japan, for example, and shipping in a bunch of those in volume along with a bunch of other cards like that example, and then bring them over to like the US where you can get $80 for a Scalding Tarn, for example. And, and now you've netted yourself after customs and taxes and shipping and all the other things, you might net yourself 20% profit or, or you know 20% margin, or even if it's 10%, but you do it in volume, that's how you're grinding out that money. Um, Card Trader will kind of solve that inefficiency. But at the same time, the, the inverse of that is you're going to create a global platform that gives you gives you the seller a lot more visibility and eyes to be able to get those scalding turns out your door a lot faster, right? So it's kind of an inverse thing. You're going to be picking up your volume even even more and sacrificing the arbitrage opportunity with with the idea that you'll be gaining more eyes to sell your cards faster in general. Exactly, but also you know that a lot, for a lot of U.S. sellers, it's uh, they don't want to sell overseas because of the the shipping that gets lost a lot. You know the, the customs; it's very difficult and unknown. I think for a lot of sellers, and this it's simply a direct service from that country to to the buyer. Absolutely, yeah, that's a huge component out of all of this. That that is as you build out your hubs and are able to source that inventory for the various, I, I guess I'll just say continents. That is to be able to connect the world and the the exchange of magic cards across the Pacific and the Atlantic and so on and so forth. It's it's uh, I say that from a U.S. base. It's that's a that's a big deal. I mean that's a that's a huge opportunity, and it's it'll be awesome to watch that kind of unfold. I think as someone that's both a player personally, I'm talking personally here, as a player of the game and being able to have access to cards around the globe. Uh, it should do a lot of great things to the pricing, uh, you know, especially with your fee structure, and, and benefit the buyers in that regard. And then from a seller standpoint, like I said, you're you're giving us access as a seller to a much larger audience than than our current environment today. We sell, you know, I'm saying this from a U.S. standpoint. We can sell internationally on TCG Player. I actually don't because I haven't had the confidence in it. But if you have those hubs and someone can buy my cards from, let's say. Italy, for example, and you have the card that they bought on hand in Italy, they can get that card in two or three days. I ship it to your hub in Charlotte, for example, and restock you. And now we've got, you know, I've got the ability to ship it here. You give them the card there. And someone in Italy bought a card for me and they got it in hand within three days. And that's, it's like unheard of. That doesn't exist today. So that's really cool. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So we're, we're moving on here. The sections that I wanted to kind of break this up from here. So that's a lot. We, we covered a lot about Card Trader itself. We, we've got a, a good backbone here of what Card Trader is bringing to the table. And, and we also talked about the inventory management side, which is coming down the pipeline as another offering. Let's talk a little bit about the buyer and seller experience. So let's dive in. Let's start with the buyers. There's just a couple of quick topics here that I'd love to address. So we talked about card optimization. Mike, would you mind giving just a quick summary of the card optimizer and, and what its capabilities are and how it benefits the buyer? Sure. So we have three ways to optimize a card. Uh, actually, well, there are four anyway. You can import any list from any site and our scraper will uh, recognize uh, the cards and they will be put on um, our sale, uh, sorry, in our buy form in which you can choose all the attributes for example, minimum condition, languages, uh, foil or not, all that kind of stuff. And so you can import uh, cards this way, just pasting a text. Uh, plus, we have a way in which you can add an entire set. We just have a button. It's written sets. So you can buy an entire set um, by multiple sellers without uh, looking for any card. So you just click set and you buy. Uh, 100% the set for the cheapest price. And even here, you can choose all the records. Or you can have cards manually, and, and it will be generated a list in which you can later set uh, all the kind of stuff we said before. Or you can do the same thing by using our wishlist tool, which uh, lets you add cards on wishlist, and then you can process them through our card optimizer. Uh, if this is not enough, uh, when you did a card, a card, sorry, uh, manually, so you just go and check the side by a bunch of cards here from a guy, a bunch of cards there from another, you can still choose to do a further optimization 
and which you can change the attributes and do any kind of, of experiments and go back to the previous card to see what happened. It should be uh, clearly cheaper with the optimization, unless you did, uh, you've been able to do yourself uh, an, optimization, an optimization by buying randomly. Uh, but this is the, um, the strong part of the system and it's super fast. Uh, any site I tried, uh, for example, when you were adding uh, like, I don't know, 50 cards, it was spinning like for three minutes before giving a result. And we can keep like 100 and close to 1000 records. And it takes like 30 seconds. That's, that's awesome. I'm actually working on building an EDH deck right now. And I'm excited to kind of put that to the test, and just see how it plays out there. The other thing I wanted to talk about from a buying standpoint is the search feature that you alluded to uh, you know, a little bit earlier in the cast. Can you just give a quick breakdown? You, you, in, you used Pikachu and like the different versions of that as an example. How does that just kind of overlap and, and work within the, the buying experience? You can't find the stuff much faster. And uh, we are refactoring the bar these days to make it even better. So we'll have images preview and uh, you will be able to write any attributes of the card. For example, you know that in Pokemon, there are all those different versions. There is the Holoverse, the normal holo, the holo stamp, and for any card, there are plenty of uh, versions. And you can just type anything you want in the bar and find it like blazing fast. And uh, so this will be ready probably we, it's, it's still working because it's already like that. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it will be still better. And so we want that the people uh, can find um, cards fast. And uh, because I've, I use the site for a lot of time and really finding that uh, brainstorm from uh, a set in which was printed like uh, 95 times, it was really an asshole. But this is not happening anymore because you can just write brainstorm. And if you want to find, for example, the one from Ice Age, you can just write brainstorm ice. That's it. And you will find the, the right set. And we, uh, did the, the, we decided to keep the inventory of the games separated because in this way, the, um, the search bar is working so much better. Because in the end, we noticed that people are usually interested in just one game. So we said, why penalize any, everyone uh, if in the end, everyone is just buying usually one game? And so if you want to search cards from Pokemon, you just have to switch to Pokemon. Yeah, another example would be, um, if for Magic, that is, if you were to search Island in most uh, marketplaces, it would just list everything. And you couldn't oh, yeah. you couldn't find it. But in our system, if you write island and return, like for return to Ravnica, then all the return to Ravnica islands will come up. That's huge. That's that's so huge. Yeah. Today, today if you're doing listing lands or tokens, it is like impossible to find them in the search feature. Yeah, it's <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, both, right. both listing from a selling standpoint and if you're looking to buy those, like I, I was looking to try to buy the uh there's a great mountain from Battle for Zendikar with with amazing art on it. And it was like I had to know the the set yeah. number of the card to like find it. So anyway, that's great. So those are a couple of great features of buying uh, and and the experience. The last question I have, and it's kind of just a general one and and very important, I think, to most buyers. What's the experience for? Let's say a buyer has a dispute. Do they do do, do you guys have a well vetted dispute process for like condition, missing packages, things like that. Can you talk about that briefly? What we are doing so far is covering uh, any loss uh, if the uh, shipment is uh, tracked. Non-tracked shipping at the moment are at uh, buyer's risk, but we also know that it works uh, very differently in the States. So we are going to eventually change that method for the U.S. Because, you know, here in Europe, for example, you have so many states and we can say that uh, sending non-tracked may be risky, even if in the end, the loss percentage, the real loss percentage is so low that, you know, it rarely happens. Anyway, we just take care of everyone and we cover both buyers and seller with an escrow system, which hold the money uh, until everything is fine. 
so you can uh, easily buy from zero feedback sellers because there's no way to get scammed or to do any kind of shenanigans. And if the package gets lost and it was tracked, we cover any anything. Right. And also to top on that, um, users, you know, buyers and sellers can communicate with each other via um, messaging system, which can be turned off as well if, if, if for some reason there's an issue. Uh, and then it can be escalated to us if they cannot resolve the issue within kind of like PayPal dispute where people can message each other in a resolution center. And then uh, if they can't solve it, then then we'll you know hop in and, and you know solve it with the proper solution. The the one other thing I was going to chip in, and it, it'll segue us nicely because the next topic I want to dive into is the selling side. But one of the things that was neat when I was getting set up as a seller is that the feedback rating from my TCG store actually ported in, and so you can see that I have over a thousand reviews, po positive reviews. I, I like that feature because if you are a buyer out there, you can actually with with the sellers uh, that are integrated at that level and they've got other points of sale that they're already selling through you can kind of see their general profile uh, not just the card trader profile but how they have done on other points of sale as well and so that's it, it can add a little bit of a you know level of security and comfort when you see that so great so let's move into the seller side the first one we've already kind of touched on this a little bit but i want to dive into this global shipping program one more time and just reiterate the importance of it from a seller standpoint especially uh, we've talked about it from the buying standpoint you can get one package get your card sourced rapidly from pretty much anywhere in the world if it's in stock in card traders hubs and uh it, it mirrors kind of that tcg direct program but it also Kind of mirrors the eBay global shipping. It's 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 almost like a hybrid of those two things. Just want to re recircle back on one last time from a seller standpoint. What are the benefits to that, and how does it, how does the global shipping program, I guess, work? Like from a inventory standpoint, do you, how do you guys track the hubs and and you know like what's your what's your inventory look like on a on a regular basis? Are you are you sourcing quite a bit of cards there, and can you give us some line of sight into that? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll answer this one. Uh, so let's talk about the hub and the seller standpoint, and we'll go from there, I guess. So if you were to sell cards through the hub, you have to ship us cards based on three different criteria. okay? One uh, would be once you sold, I think it's $250 through the hub. Two, a maximum of four weeks. I think it's just based on those two things, actually. So uh, I think with direct, you have to ship them every week. Uh, regardless of what it is for TCG player, uh, for us we want to make it worthwhile. Um, so, like I said, you know, it's not just every week you got to ship us something. It's when you hit a certain criteria, which we thought that would make it a lot easier for sellers. Mike, want to add to that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It means that if you are a big seller, uh, you can try to join our connect and. Maybe, I don't know, you sell 50 bucks a week and we don't ask you for the cards every week. We just wait for you to reach the threshold, which is uh, $300, by the way. Once you reach the threshold or in the worst case, uh, four weeks has passed, uh, have passed, uh, we ask you for the cards. So the order closed and you can ship the card to our hub. And what we do with the Connect system uh, since we do some kind of verification before adding a seller to our Connect, um, we credit uh, the cards immediately. So uh, our system, which holds money, it's not uh, true for the sales down through the Connect. So you get your money immediately, and you ship the cards later. That's very nice. I was going to ask how that how that works. How you know how long do you, as a seller, once you sell the card, how long do you have to wait before the payment clears and things like that for that card? So it sounds like it's it's it, it tacks on to your accounting pretty pretty much instantly, and then you ship the cards in as a as a yeah probably a tracked package later on. Right. That's great. Now along those same lines, this is, this is a question that just popped in my head as I I was thinking about this. So I'm based in Chicago, Illinois in the U.S. side, right? And let's say I sell a card or, well, let's say I, I hit my $300 threshold and it's, you know, a hundred different cards have sold and they're to, to buyers all around the world. Do I sell, because I'm in the U.S., do I send my cards exclusively to the U.S. hub and then card trader behind the scenes is is the one that handles the transacting of cards from the Charlotte, North Carolina to... Uh, 
I don't know what city, but in uh, Italy, do you take care of that or do I track a package all the way out to Italy? Well, it depends. So uh, yes, if you're selling through the hub, then you would, once you reach a threshold, you would send it to our US hub. Okay. And we, and we balance our hubs accordingly. So that's behind the scenes kind of thing. You know, um, we have a large inventory of both, both, uh, both hubs. So it's one of those things where how often do we have to balance? It's not as often as you might think. Okay. So if now, if you sell a card, not through the hub to Italy, you would have to ship directly immediately to Italy and it would never come to us at all. But you, there's a choice in your, in your back end where you can say, I don't, I want to sell overseas, but only through the hub. That's great clarification. I was actually going to ask that question. So if you wanted to just be a European based seller, for example, but you also wanted the access to the, the hub and you signed up for, I'm sorry, the, the uh, card trader connect, you could do both. Right. Um, so you could sell from you know, Germany to the U.S. through the Card Trader Connect, but then everything else that you sell might just be in the in the European Union, for example, or something to that effect. Yeah, you you just you just sell you just send the card to uh, to your hub. So we we do everything uh, as you said. Uh, we balance our hub uh, when when it's needed, but it's not that much. Uh, so because you know there are sales in both ways. So uh, when we need to balance the hub, we have a system that tells, hey, guys, uh, you need to balance the hub because you have 100 copy here and zero there. And so we do that. All right, Jason. So another question we wanted to ask is getting, getting started to sell. What's the, what's the investment of time to do that for, for someone who's looking to join Card Trader coming out of this podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, in the past, it was very daunting to like import a whole collection and and uh, take your time to type out the cards, et cetera, et cetera. But with Card Trader, you can easily just sync with another platform that you're already a part of. Okay, and honestly, with our support team, uh, you can import within minutes and be selling on Card Trader. And on top of that, if there is any issue, we have a twenty four seven live chat that you can easily get support on. Uh, you don't have to deal through email or et cetera, et cetera. You can talk to a live person, solve any issues immediately. Uh, we feel that's really important. So so it's not so daunting to, to sign up or import collection. And it's also uh, very easily and accessible to communicate with our support team if any trouble does arise. Awesome, yeah, that's that's great. That's great feedback. And, and so if you're listening here, folks, there's no downside. You, you get yourself set up as a seller. The time investment to do this is just very minimal. I can speak to that personally. I, I actually sunk, got my inventories synced over last week and, and got personal help from the team at Card Trader. It was, it took about ten minutes tops, and they also helped me get my logo set up and everything else. It was, it was a great experience. So definitely get yourself set up. There's no downside. It takes little time. Worst case, the cards don't sell. Best case, they start selling, and now you've got another another marketplace that you're getting some eyes on. So moving on to another seller question that we, uh, that, you know, we would love to, I think, get a little bit of insight on. I alluded to this a couple of times already. I, I told, I've already said to folks listening that, you know, I, one top takeaway, go out to cardtrader.com and get yourself signed up. The, way you can do that is there get a referral link so i was there will be a referral link with this podcast we'll have a, a link posted there you can actually support us with that referral but let's let's actually talk about the referral program and what it is before we we i've been kind of advertising that i think it would be very helpful for folks to understand the referral program and what it, how does it work okay yeah excellent um so this is kind of the, the referral program we took from ManaTraders, and it worked so well for us that we said, you know what, let's use it here at CardTrader as well. Basically, we want to reward our customers for bringing more customers to us. It only makes sense. And what's different about our, our referral program compared to others, it's not a one-time payout. It's a forever payout, okay? So if you sign somebody up as a seller or a buyer, say, click my link, come, you know, come check out CardTrader, buy from us, sell from us, we're going to give you, especially if it's a seller, we're going to give you 1% of their sales and then 0.25% forever. I mean, as long as they're selling, you're getting a piece of the pie. And we feel that's important because, you know, we know uh, as a company that word of mouth is some of the best advertisement you can have. Um, streamers, we give opportunity to streamers. We love to, we love to support the community and a lot of streamers can benefit from, from this referral program. 
Uh, and it's really cut and dry and transparent and simple. You'll have a back end. You could see who you signed, uh, who signed up with your link or your coupon, and you'll see how much you'll earn every month from from that user. That's awesome. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're excited for the partnership on this and and being able to potentially, you know, for Conviction Gaming, generate a little bit of revenue through this referral program to help support our costs. It's a it's a huge benefit that you guys have offered us and and want to just while we've got the chance publicly to say thank you so much for that. Uh, but yeah, this re- referral program is, I would say, very unique to the industry. There aren't, uh, aside, you mentioned Manitrader, Jason, and other than that, you know, there's not a ton of these out there that I can think of. In fact, there's none that pop in my head right away. And so it's, it's kind of a neat tool. It's definitely a, a successful marketing tactic that we've seen in I've seen personally in other you know retail and technology spaces and so I think it's great that you guys are offering this hey Chris so I wanted to extend an offer to you to uh, to your podcast you know here right now and saying that sellers that sign up with your with your link we'll give them two free months with no fees we really want to support you guys and we want to you know we really want to onboard these sellers what I'm trying to say is give us a try help help chris in the podcast out and uh let's let's um let's change the world you know let's change the way that we trade here jason and card trader team out there thank you sincerely for these offers we appreciate them so much for the listeners out there i think this is the perfect time for me to reveal the coupon code and the referral link that we've hyped up for brewing with conviction and specifically conviction gaming as a community we've got a referral code which you can find in the podcast app, or if you're listening on our website, it'll be right below bar that's streaming from. Basically, the description section of whatever podcast app you use, you'll see our referral code right in there. Uh, Go ahead and click that if you haven't signed up for CardTrader yet. If you use that as your referral link to get signed up with CardTrader, it'll link you with Conviction Gaming in perpetuity, and it will support our community with all your future sales. If you use that coupon code at Card Trader's website, you can do that at checkout. Apply that coupon code. It gets you 1% off of your first purchase on Card Trader's website. And with that purchase and that 1% off, applying that coupon will then link you into our site forever. So once again, purchases and sales will give Conviction Gaming's community a referral bonus. To use that coupon, you're wondering what's the coupon code, right? Coupon code is simple. It's Conviction Gaming. There's no space. Capital C, capital G, that'll get the job done. You'll get 1% off your first purchase, and you will be in perpetuity supporting us on the Conviction Gaming community. The most important thing that Jason just offered us all here, if you sign up with these referral codes, either the coupon or the referral link in the podcast app that you see below, those will get you two free months of seller fees. You will not pay a seller fee for any transaction that you procure on the card trader platform. That's a wonderful offer. Every time you make a sale, you're gonna be saving somewhere between 13 and 18%. I just, I can't state it enough. Go get signed up. It doesn't take more than 10 to 20 minutes to get your inventory synced over. You'll be up and running in no time. Thank you again, card trader team. We, we just, we, we can't say thank you enough. So transitioning over to the fee structure, which is a nice kind of segue out of the referral program. So I just said, growing, this is a huge, I think, important piece of all this for CardTrader. And for everyone that's listening, to make CardTrader become a successful platform, they need users. They need people who are actively on there selling cards, gives them inventory, and they need active buyers that are are looking there and treating it as a marketplace that is viable for competitive pricing. I can testify to the fact that these things exist already. I've seen it on the platform. I'm saying that more as a, a user of the platform. And I think it's important for folks to understand. But for every person that signs up here as a seller and or a buyer or both, we are helping to, to live into that mission of connecting the globe with a, a marketplace. And the fee structure is super important in this from a selling standpoint, because the, this is the most, attra- in my opinion, it's the most attractive element of card trader beyond the opportunity to just sell globally is is the the flat fee and jason you want to talk about that uh sure you know uh it's, it's unfortunate that through the last you know 10 10 or so years that in europe and in america we there's only been a monopoly of, of a service like this and 
started, we said, we want to fix that problem and, and offering the 5% flat fee. You know, it's one of those things that it, it just... It just makes sense. It, it just makes sense. It's a viable uh, price point for us to, to stay in business and, and and to help to help all the users out there. Um, you know, you really pinpointed it on it earlier. Is that not only is it saving the sellers money, but it's really saving the buyers money because the sellers are going to pass on that savings to the buyers. And what's going to happen in the long run? All, these other platforms that are charging 12, 15 percent, uh, eBay, TCG Player. Um, they're just not going to be able to sustain because uh, where are you going to go to buy your cards? You're going to go to Card Trader where they're cheaper, where where the websites uh, are faster, where the features are there that you need and you want. The card optimizer, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that's really it. You know, it's cut and dry, transparent, and and with the the referral program, if if you have signed somebody up and you're getting that one percent of sales, I mean, technically you're only paying four percent on your on your on your sales. So you could almost reduce that to 0% if you sign five, four or five people up, right? Um, so that was the idea behind it, that is we want to grow as a community. It's going to take some time. We understand that, but we want to keep a nice, low, transparent fee structure. We talked about this as we were preparing for the podcast. The The monopoly has really bled the seller market out and it's forced, it's actually been a huge, hugely, I think, under underappreciated element of the at least the magic card space i guess especially the magic card space that's where a lot of the volume of collectible trading cards is done from a just a dollars and cents perspective and you know when when players we see this in the community quite a bit players getting frustrated at the pricing of cards and cards keep going up and we need reprints we need reprints we need reprints but interestingly without a marketplace competition where the TCG players and card markets of the world effectively become the single source of of truth in terms of where you go to buy your cards. What's happened is it's naturally forcing those prices up because the fee structure and and one thing that you can't discount here is the shipping costs that are hit, hitting every seller out there, the, the, the cost of the stamp in the US marketplace or in the European marketplace, those things also go up over time. It's natural inflation. By having a lower fee to start out and, and kind of you know coming in and giving those sellers an opportunity to, to basically not take a, just an absolute killing on their margin just by the simple sheer element of selling a card, you're allowing those sellers to start lowering those prices. And, and so, as we've said multiple times to emphasize this, the buyer benefits out of this as much, if not more, than the seller themselves. The sellers will naturally have more competition, so the prices will come down. Sellers are still going to be able to make their profits because they'll be able to price their cards at the buy list side of things and, and how they source their inventory. They'll be able to do that in a more efficient manner. And they're always going to have a way to make their margin as prices drop, I should say. But by reducing fees by five to eight, even even as much as 10 to 13%, depending on the way you sold your card, you guys are giving a huge, huge boost, I think, to, to just the overall marketplace from the way that the, the inflation has affected it. So it's really exciting. Yes. Yeah. And let's speak about the fees for one more second. You know, I, I couldn't believe this when I saw it, and I, I hate calling things out like this, but TCG player charges fees on the shipping costs. Yes, yes, they do. And I, I just find that outrageous. Uh, and that's something that we do not do. So I want to clarify that point as well. Yeah, yeah. They they charge on the final sale, which includes shipping and actually tax gets hit with the 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 two and a half, three percent, whatever that. I think it's like two point eight, two point nine percent, which is like the credit card, PayPal transaction fee as well. So so yeah, you get you as a seller basically foot the bill for everything related to your sale and and then on top of that you still have to have have your envelope or your your padded envelope, your tracking, your your you just get hit with all of it. It's it's a very cumbersome, expensive process and it it only continues to get more expensive, which is why we're seeing it's it's a factor in why we see part card prices continue to rise over these last you know, even just as little as last three years, but more broadly, the last five to 10 years. Yep. Yeah. So let's move on to this. This is actually the last question we've got on the seller side. And, and then we'll kind of just get into wrapping up the cast. 
The last question is, how does inventory get added to Card Trader? Is it manual or are they automatically uploaded? We did touch on this at the beginning a, a little bit and, and the notion of sourcing the inventory from wherever you're selling today. But Mike, I, I think this is probably a good topic if you want to touch on this. This is kind of more the inventory sinking. So I'll let you take this one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, we have several ways to add cards on Card Trader. So obviously you can add a card one by one manually. You can type the name of the card and add it with uh, a click. Uh, on our site, we have uh, a way to import a CSV. Uh, so you don't need to follow a strict format because we made a system that can recognize the columns and uh, you can just change the header of the columns and uh, and upload any kind of file you want. Even uh, files with uh, junk data, you can just ignore them and nothing will happen and you will find your stock updated. And you also will have the ability to uh, upload your stock uh, with uh, automatic pricing. For example, let's say that you have just a list on a CSV, you can just upload that and you will find it uh, correctly priced. Uh, on, on top of that, we have a tool that we call Mass Sell Tool, in which you will be able to sell entire sets. Even here, you can uh, do an automatic pricing, or you can uh, copy the records, you can delete, delete whatever you want, uh, you can uh, upload entire sets uh, at a time, or just partial, um, partial part of a set, for example, just the common or the uncommon, for example, if you want to upload all the commons at 20 cents each, uh, it takes literally two clicks and stuff like this. Plus, we have the sync tools that we already mentioned before, uh, which are uh, bi-directional real-time inventory. So you, you don't need to split your inventory to sell on Card Trader. You can just sign up, send us an email, and we will answer you and we will contact you to do uh, this transaction to our site and you'll take just literally uh, minutes. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to add to that too is, um, you know, my company ManaTrader sells on CardTrader as well. And what I found very useful is, you know, we redeem sets from Magic Online and with the mass sell, literally with three clicks in 10 seconds, not even 10 seconds, two seconds, I have, I can import 40 sets like just like that. It's very simple, very easy um, and a time saver, honestly. So when you actually upload, let's say you upload, in my case, it's like 5,000 cards of inventory that, that uh, Card Trader helped me sync over. The question that I think sellers may have is if you sync over 5,000 or, or 50,000 in some cases, right? What, uh, what's the experience for some of those outliers, like the, the promos and you know some of the stuff that's a little bit harder to match one-to-one? -one? How does that work in, in kind of like what I would call a reconciliation process where you're going through and anything that aired out you can you can identify and, and get those fixed how does that process yeah, work uh, it's pretty simple and uh, you know say that you have 10,000 cards and 200 of them are strange sets like uh game day uh 90 uh card which it's hard to identify what happens is that it will just be skipped and uh, we see that and uh, we do a manual match. So the next time that someone is using the sync, that card will be uh, matched correctly. Uh, so uh, basically, let's say that you could uh, not have like, I don't know, 3% of your inventory synced, but in the end, it's not going to make a huge difference. And we are going to fix that thing very soon. We are daily doing that. So... I would say that at the moment it's not an issue because in the worst case nothing happens you just don't find the card and that's it that makes sense gotcha and that's a common challenge there's no unfortunately there's no like industry standard terminology that every single database uses and so there are some of those outliers it, it always gets complicated with with sets like mystery boosters and now we've got these set boosters in zendikar rising which are going to be even more complicated for everybody to manage. Yeah, the system's actually pretty cool, to be honest, when it imports. Um, it, it, I don't know if you guys are using Send in Blue, but when something doesn't match up, with a few clicks, you just match it really quickly and it's it's done and over with. So let's wrap this up on uh, on the seller side. This uh, this is probably just a good recap and then we'll we'll do a wrap up as, you know, just the overall of the cast. But the last, I think, kind of piece that I'd like to summarize, can can Jason or Mike, can one of you 
just recap all of the integrations you have today. So I know we've got TCG Player. I know you've got Shopify. I remember you said eBay is coming. And I want to say that was like later this year in 2020. And then Amazon is down the road. Is there anything I'm missing in that? There is Magic Car Market, but this is just for European seller, of course. And another thing that we want to do as soon as possible is Facebook Marketplace, which uh, wouldn't allow you to add your card. And I know it's only for professional seller this time, but we will have that as soon as possible. And we will let you sell on Facebook because, you know, I don't think that the marketplace is that much uh, uh, of a thing now, but I can see a lot of potential in Facebook. And, you know, there are all these Facebook groups in which people are buying and selling. So maybe those could be attracted to buy your inventory there instead of uh, on another marketplace. Anyway, with our tool, we can easily sync uh, other platform because with our CSV upload, we can, for example, uh, sync your deck box. If you're using that, it's a minor side, but it's good. And if they are not in the plan now, they will be in the next year for sure. Yeah, open, that's a, a thank you for teeing me up on that, Mike, because that brings me kind of nicely into the wrap up. One of the things I want to say here is, you know, just to reiterate what you guys have, I've heard. Everyone that I've talked to at Card Trader to date has been very adamant about the notion of gaining, gathering feedback, and and you know that how open you are to supporting folks as we identify as a community things that you could do you know additionally right things that the more support and and things that you can add and how flexible you your tools are and and just openness. I think first of all, thank you for that because that's. That's an awesome gesture to hear that as a company. I, I want to kind of just give you guys an awesome shout out on this. Hearing the the universal tone of "we're here for you," so to speak, and and that you're listening to your both buyers and sellers as feedback comes in. So more broadly than just "hey, we need we need deck box" or well, probably a better one would be like Amazon. We need that integrated. That's kind of an obvious one, but like as people identify things that they need or that they want, and it becomes a collective community you know, push that you guys are open and listening to that. I think that's fantastic. Let's let's go ahead and we can wrap this cast up. I think we've covered just about everything. It's been a fantastic, we're, we're right about at an hour here and it's been a, just a fantastic overview of what Card Trader is, is doing today and how, how just effective things are, are, you know, being put on the table here. The, the way that you're approaching the marketplace from a global standpoint and what you're doing for buyers and sellers, it's tremendous. I, I'm, I'm just super thrilled to be partnering with you guys that you guys have given us at Conviction Gaming the opportunity to, to do that for you and, and vice versa that, you know, that, we can, that we can help and hopefully bring some sellers and buyers into your community and into your marketplace to grow this thing. Yeah, we are very grateful to you. No, I mean you're right. It's it's not our community. I mean, it's not card trader community. It's our community as as a, as a you know Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Um, and you know we honestly we we need we need the buyers and sellers. Um, and we're willing to do to help you guys out. You know, like you said, we're not just just creating a platform and not listening. We built this platform by um, by basically asking questions to to big sellers. We I mean we probably pulled. I don't even know, at least 20 to 50 big, large, large sellers and say, hey, what are you guys looking for? What do you need? What's what what has been uh, detrimental to your business? You know, what, you know, and all those questions they answered. And that's how we built our platform from from sellers and buyers too. Uh, we <laughs> many, many buyers. We reached out and said, hey, what are you looking for in a marketplace? So when we built this, we built this from buyers and sellers, not just our ideas, not just our thought process, but but a community uh, thought process. Right. Yeah, it's also just important to restate that the folks behind the scenes at Car Trader, Jason, Mike, and and others that I've talked to, you you guys are invested in the collectibles community, Magic, and and certainly other trading card and and as you said earlier, board games and things like that. You guys are invested into that at a personal level. You have the exposure and the experience, right? So you're it's it's not just that you're building this for the community, but that you are actually a part of the community as well. You 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 guys know this stuff and. You know, you have experience, and you're you're trying to solve kind of kind of I guess global problems that are you know affecting us both from a buying and selling standpoint today, which is is just can't be understated enough. Yeah, well said. 
Yeah, so I'll wrap this up. I, I, I'm going to give a handful of different plugs here. The first is that if you're not a Conviction Gaming member, you can you can sign up with us on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Conviction Gaming. That is, we have a we have a, tier, a couple different tiers there. The most important one is just our Discord tier. It's $2.99. It's called the Upkeep, upkeep tier, and it's $2.99 a month, and that gives you access to our whole Discord, which specifically helps you with our MTG finance content. We we unlock that piece for you. The reason it's so relevant and why I'm saying that is if you're not a member, please come join us. And if you're not interested in paying, we actually have a free side of the Discord as well. We can You can find that link on our website, which is www.convictiongaming.com. We actually just retooled that website right before this podcast, so I'm pretty excited. This will be the first podcast that will be featured on there. And lastly, if you want to join the Discord and you want to learn more about Card Trader, this is kind of something that I want to make sure is emphasized on this cast. We will be actually adding a section into our Discord for the folks at Card Trader. It'll be a Card Trader support channel where you can come in. If you're a member of Conviction, you'll be able to have direct line of access into some of the folks, Jason, Mike, and others at Card Trader to, to ping them with things like feedback, support questions, um, things like that, just to help kind of gain some traction. Um, so if you're not a member of our Discord and you want to you know, interact with Card Trader, that's one way you can do it. The other way, and probably the most important way, cardtrader.com. Go to that website, get yourself signed up. You'll be able to find the referral code if you want to support Conviction Gaming. That'll be in the podcast right below from where you are listening to it right now. So if you're on the uh, a podcast app, your favorite one, Spotify or iTunes or so on and so forth, take a look in the description of this particular episode. You'll find our referral link there. And that'll help support us, which is we appreciate. Uh, other than that, get out there, get yourself enrolled with cardtrader.com and, and make sure that you take that away out of this podcast. Last but not least, if you have any questions that, that come up following this podcast, I'm sure this can generate more questions, whether you listen to it and you think of things that we didn't cover, or you go out there and you sign yourself up and you have questions. You can contact myself on the Discord. I can put you in touch with the Card Trader folks. You can also go to Card Trader's website, and they have a contact feature on the website at the bottom of their page there uh, to get in touch with their support team. So I want to emphasize that as well. Or last but not least, come into our Discord, and you can chat with them live in that fashion. That will do it for us. Jason, Mike, thank you. Thank you both so much for joining. Any final thoughts you want to add on here? Well, I'd like to say that it's been a pleasure and that you are a great talker. And I want to do my compliments. And thank you again. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, well done, man. You did your homework and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing in this partnership. You know, that's all I can say is well done. Thank you very much. No problem. Yeah, to, to reiterate one last thing here, if you are listening to this point, you heard Jason offer two free months of no fees as a seller. We'll get that all worked out with our referral code, but all you have to do is sign up. That will do it for us. We'll wrap it up. Thank you. Signing off here.